there's a wide variety of kissing. Like, I could kiss you on the forehead. I could kiss you on the hand. We're wrestling. I bite your foot. Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Eric. And this is Do We Like, the podcast where we debate the pros and cons of popular people, places, and things to decide if we like them or need to leave them. That's right. You're correct again, Robin. Once again, 48 weeks running, you are correct that we are back. (laughs) And this week, we are back with another lightning round with an even more special guest than we've ever had before. Whoa. You keep raising the stakes. That's how you keep people intrigued, is you raise the stakes. That's how we do it, by having the best guest every week. Better than all before. (laughs) And this week is no different. We have... An improv pal of mine, an all-around great person, <laughs> and funny gal. <laughs> all of that sounds good. Yeah, not untrue statements. And as I like to say, from Olivia to Girls Gone, I've never met a wild I didn't like, and today's no exception. <laughs> Today, this week's guest is Devry Wild. Hello, Devry. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? Good. What have you been up to recently, Devry? Um, so I, like, I work a lot, but I also, like, write a lot of comedy in my spare time, and it is not good. It is really, <laughs> really bad. But, uh, like, I work for social services, so I have, like, I'm legal guardian to around 30 children, uh, so yeah. that takes up a lot of my time, but I really <laughs> like it, so. Are you, like, who's the, what's the name of that woman that lives in a shoe? <laughs> uh, yeah. Think of, like, a foster parent, but, like me <laughs> what's the name of the woman that lives in the shoe i don't, I don't think know. she has a name i think it's just Does the old woman that lives in a shoe oh there you go that's for you devry <laughs> <laughs> just, just call her devry from now on like that's <laughs> that's who it is did you ever see yourself doing this <laughs> did you ever picture yourself hand being the guardian for 30 children no god no i really i honestly <laughs> really should have started like a dog daycare or like Maybe like a bakery that incorporates something <laughs> cool, like weed or something. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I I never thought of doing this, but I got my social work degree because I really like wanted to help people, and I really like I the people I work with are like the cats meow. Like they are, I laugh every day and I cry every day. So it's like high risk, high reward. <laughs> Well, you can't take, you can't, you wouldn't recognize the highs without those lows. Exactly. (laughs) So So the comedy, like, is the comedy an escape from work or do you get a lot of inspiration from work? Oh, you get so much inspiration from work. (laughs) Absolutely. Like the things that people say to you, like, you're just like, I've never would have imagined that in a million years. Like I couldn't even concept that people could say that to other people. (laughs) So like, it's, it's kind of an escape. But the, the humor is so dark at work because people are just around dark. So we just, it's just, yeah, it's, there's some humor that goes on for sure. I love that. That's fun. I mean, not, not the dark part, yeah. but I mean, like, <laughs> that is a, a fun story. It's of... nice to be all on like the same page. Like when you come into work and they're like, how are you? And you're like, oh, I am alive. And they're like, oh my God, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> same, same. It me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fun that you work with people on the same page as you. Yes. But before we get into the topics here, what kind of judging experience do you have? 
I okay, so I'll be straight up with you guys. My mother is extremely judgmental, like extremely <laughs> judgmental. So I grew up in a very judgmental house. When you were on and you were on like a public mode of, mode of transportation, like you're on a bus, you're on a train, like you comment on everybody. You just look around and you go, that woman is wearing too much pink. And then you look at another person and you're like, that kid looks sticky. Like that's, <laughs> that's what you do. Uh, I also did participate in the Canadian improv games where I was judged. I wasn't a judge, but I understand Ooh. being judged. So I think I can, I think I have some judgment experience where I could throw some harsh judges out. You were raised in the pits of judgment. Absolutely. <laughs> and really bad cooking. Super bad cooking. <laughs> Well, There's your judgment skills at work right there. Yeah. Exactly. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that give you ample experience for what we're here today. We, you are here as our guest judge. And before we get your topics, we will get your opinion on the topic we covered last week. For sure. And our topic for last week was... Puns. Puns. That's right. <laughs> are you a fan of puns or do you think they're annoying? I'm a fan of puns, but I think it yes. has to be like a good pun. I like yeah. I think people like a dad pun is not a very good pun. Like my dad makes a lot of puns and they're not very good. Yeah, that's so fair. but like a good pun, like a good well-worded articulate pun like I am a fan of. I think it shows wittiness. I think it shows smart. Yeah, I'm yeah. a fan. I think that's what we landed on last week pretty much of yeah, puns exactly. can can be good in moderation and with that little extra cleverness. But dads, the dads ain't doing it. <laughs> the dads ain't doing it. No. Yep, dads don't interact. They try. They try. <laughs> they try. Do they, though? Enough to entertain themselves. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as someone who does that all the time, I appreciate it. <laughs> Are you guys very punny in your household? No. I feel like I tried to make the word play. I was, I was making jokes earlier, but I totally forget what they are. See, the thing is, they're so frivolous that you immediately forget them. But I just made one like last night and I forget what it was. I was laughing my butt off at it. Probably. Probably poop related. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I do them. I try and think of the more clever ones though. And I go, and I go ah, that one's clever. Like my introduction for you. <laughs> and for other people, clever. But the other people, when, when other people make puns, bad. When I do it, great. <laughs> when I do it, great. Everything everyone else does, bad. When I do it, excellent. Exactly. Now you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bad at, at the... Yeah, those kind of jokes, bad at wordplay, not my thing. I, I'm just a kind of like a dry, like cynical kind of humor person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I stick to my wheelhouse. And what a wheelhouse it is. But speaking of wheelhouse, mo moving things along <laughs> with the power of motion and the wheel, let's move on to your topics, Devery. And let's get you off the fence. So Robin and I are here as the tools of debate to get you off the fence on these three topics that you brought us today. So we will get your first topic and some feelings about why you're on the fence. Okay. So I'm guessing, okay, my first topic is close to my heart. And it is, my, the topic is kissing on the mouth. Because I'm... Are you, are you pretty listen, woman? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> okay, I'm very pro kissing on the mouth with like significant others but i'm very oh, okay. against kissing on the mouth if you're family and i think <laughs> it's weird but like i i like kissing but i know some people are very against kissing like i've dated guys in the past that were like i'm not really like a kisser and i'm like is that okay can you say that 
Are you allowed to say that? <laughs> Did you date pretty woman? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I dated a guy in the past that like kissed his family on the mouth. And then not you? <laughs> or is also it different me. people? Okay. And also me. <laughs> not you. Basically everybody. Okay. Anybody he saw in person, he was like, can I kiss you on the mouth? And <laughs> I, so aggressive. I don't know. Like, am I, I guess it's okay, but is it like, I don't know. I need, I need some, I need yeah. some advice. That's a very good topic. It is. It's one I never really thought about because I haven't interacted <laughs> with it. Thank God. But <laughs> for this topic, uh, every since this is our first topic, you get to choose who is pro or con between Robin and I. Okay. Uh, Robin, I'd like you to be pro kissing. <laughs> All right. And yeah, Eric, you can be con. I can be. <laughs> <laughs> so we will each have one minute of opening statements where Robin and I will make our case pro or con. And then the floor will be open up to you, Devry, for your comments, questions, and critiques. And we will uh, continue the debate. And then at some point, it will be announced that the debate is over and you shall decide. Okay. All right, Robin, are you ready? I'm ready. And here we go. All right, so kissing is great. Kissing is lovely. Everyone should be doing it. Uh, maybe not right now because, you know, there's a pandemic going on and we should be staying away from each other. But otherwise, kissing is fantastic. It's just, it's a really great form of intimacy between two people without having to, like, touch each other's uncomfortable bits. <laughs> and that that's, like, really accessible because you always have your face out, except for now when you're wearing a mask. But, like, you know, you usually always have your face out. Your lips are always accessible. You can kiss each other. It's nice and sweet. Lips are soft. Lips are, you know, tasty. Yay! Kissing is <laughs> kissing is great. Um, and like, you know, why wouldn't you kiss uh, the other people in your life that you love and that you care about and, and share that great feeling with them? Uh, you know, I don't think that there is inherently anything wrong with that. It's a, a very cultural thing. Everyone has different attitudes about it. But it feels great. Why not do it? Why not do it? Because it's bad and gross and creepy. <laughs> this is something to be saved between people who are intimate with each other. Even if you're just at the point of holding hands, you could share a kiss afterwards. But I'm not holding hands with my family. So I wouldn't even do that with them. Why would I kiss them on the lips? That's too close. You're like, your faces are so close together. Germs aside, like, let's say pre-pandemic, we're having this debate. Germs aside, or germs are still involved. They're gross. People are going to have their gross, greasy mouths. Who knows if they just ate some fried chicken or something, and now you're getting grease on your lips. That's going to cause cold sores. That's how you spread cold sores around and, and acne from the greasy mouth you got going on, <laughs> and you're kissing your mom, you're kissing your brothers. What? No, we don't need this form of closeness. If you want, give a high five, give a hearty handshake, you know, do a hip bump, do a Christian side hug. There's many things you could do other than kiss each other on the lips. And it is too much, man. That's too much uh, attention to each person. All right. That's the end of opening statements. Devery will get your questions to us. Like, okay. I, I understand that like kissing is intimate. And stuff like that. But like, is it necessary? Do we need kissing? Because I was told that like kissing used to be a way of like getting to know somebody without like, yeah, touching their uncomfortable bits. And like, is that still needed? Do we, or like, do we know people enough already through the internet? Because that's how everybody needs it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I actually, while Eric was talking about his debate and like talking about, you know, giving a high five is enough. I was wondering, is it enough? Like, is it enough, especially in like familial 
uh, relationships, especially parental relationships with children. It's like physical intimacy is like a huge part of like emotional and cognitive development in children. Absolutely. What do they say? Like you need eight hugs a day or something to yeah. like be a, be a person? <laughs> so is like taking away, you know, like kisses and stuff like that and just being like having a very like acquaintance like friendship with your children is that going to like stunt them emotionally yes yeah probably <laughs> yeah probably. so kisses are good wait no i thought, I thought you were saying like, kisses are, sorry okay, my brain was kisses full of kisses are, <laughs> kisses are good but like do we need to be kissing our family i have never kissed my family that i can no. recall and i've I've grown up fine, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't need it. See, just like you were both saying, hugs necessary. That is a level of intimacy you can get with your family and friends and whoever. Hugs are there to be close to someone without smacking your lips against each other because you don't need that. Hugs are there to hold each other. It does so much more than just like going, Meh, and you're pushing this wet skin against each other. That's that's too far with family. You don't, you, want have to get to, to, you don't have to kiss on the lips, though. We're, we're saying that it's either kissing on the lips or it's hugs. And that yeah. there's, there's a wide <laughs> variety of kissing. Like, I could kiss you on the forehead. I could kiss you on the hand. We're wrestling. <laughs> I bite your foot. That's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> oh, Well, <laughs> I think that is bringing up a lot of other questions. I think wrestling is the most intimate way to know someone. It's just whether you're naked or not. That's just an, 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 oh, a, a no. choice. A choice for the people wrestling. That's fine. <laughs> I, think, but, I think parents should kiss their kids on the forehead and stuff like that. I think that's fine. But like, if sure. I see a mom kiss her two-year-old son on the lips in public i'm calling the police <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think i think like the kiss has become more meaningful like in the past few decades than it used to be i don't think like you know a kiss on the lips used to be any more um important than a kiss on the forehead or a kiss on the cheek and i think there are still cultures out there where that is the case like if you think Very about true. the french that's just a greeting um yeah. And so, you know, there is a social context there that has made it uncomfortable for us. But does that mean it's inherently uncomfortable or any worse than any other kiss? Like, I don't think so. Hey, if kissing was going to be normalized, it would have happened in the 70s and 80s when Richard Dawson was hosting Family Feud and kissing <laughs> oh every single goodness. woman. That we, this was mass media kisses of everyone he just met, kissing everyone of every age on the lips, woman only. <laughs> but if, it, if kissing was going to be normalized, it would have been then, and it wasn't. So that means it's no bueno. Do you have any final like, questions? Oh. I, I'm, I'm on the fence, guys. I'm really, I, I'm not convinced. All right, final statements. I'll go first. Okay. Kissing bad. <laughs> <laughs> kissing anyone but your partner or some or the partners, whatever you, you're doing, fine. Because you're intimately knowing these people. Family, you know intimately just by being around them all the time. They're your parents, they're your siblings, they're your whatevers. You don't need to be physically intimate with them other than a hug or kiss on the cheek or kiss on the forehead. Whatever, maybe, maybe. But you're still so intimately in tune with them because they are your family. You are so close to them. Getting that physical closeness, I think, muddies the waters and confuses young boys, especially. Oh, God. It's <laughs> even Freud over here. I, I literally was just going to say that. I was going to be like, hello, Freud. <laughs> <laughs> it confuses matters. And anyways, Robin. All right. No, I'm just like, you know, to repeat, I'm just going to say it. we in our culture place, I think, way too much importance on 
kisses on the lips. We uh, associate them way too heavily with romance. I think they're perfectly fine in just a normal affection sort of situation. And then plus, it's just like, you know, like, why not? Like, what is different about kissing someone on the lips and kissing them somewhere else? Like, giving someone a kiss is definitely not the, like, worst or dumbest thing people are doing with their lips and their tongues, right? <laughs> it's like we're getting them, like, pierced. We're putting them on fucking cold poles and getting them stuck. We're burning them all the time on hot food that we are too impatient to eat. <laughs> like, we do a bunch of dumb shit with our lips and tongues every day, and now we're going to be precious about them when it comes to putting them against somebody else's. Like, it's just a kiss. Mm, all right. End of debate. Devery, hopefully we swayed you there. We'll get your final thoughts and your verdict. I'm with Robin, honestly. Like, oh. I, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, like, as soon as she started talking, I was like, yes, I agree. Like, everything you said, it's so true. Like, you don't, it doesn't have to be inherently sexual. Nothing has to be inherently sexual. Nudity isn't inherently sexual unless we make it that way. Exactly. So, so I just think, I just think like, yeah, we should be kissing more. Not during the pandemic, but we should be kissing more. <laughs> Fine. Uh, in a few years' time, we can all be Richard Dawson. Yeah. Kissing everybody on the lips. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, uh, we, we could all use, even if, like, you know, if you just, like, physically don't like kissing, then, like, cool. Like, don't engage in it. Totally. But I feel like we could all use a little bit more intimacy in our lives. You see, like, other cultures where, like, men who are just friends, like, hold hands and stuff. And it's like, that seems nice. That does seem nice. Well, we should why don't that. dudes here do that? Yeah, I didn't bring... Or I just remembered it. Now that you mentioned it, I think it's an Eastern European country. A video came out of there of some dudes hanging out in the backyard with their shirts off. And they would kiss and then sma slam each other on the back with folding chairs. <laughs> <laughs> it was the wildest show of masculinity I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. We should have that here. I yeah. agree. Yeah, maybe that could be something imported. <laughs> <laughs> it was out of control. But you know what? It, it kind of had every level of masculinity in it. <laughs> I didn't know how to feel. But that's fair. All right, fine. A kiss is on your list, I guess. Ho, wow. ho, ho, said that song. <laughs> a kiss by a rose. Seal. A kiss from a rose. Oh. A kiss from a rose? I don't know. Kiss from a rose by a grave. <laughs> oh, what? There's a grave in there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kiss, song doesn't make any sense. All the words are just kiss like on a rose by a grave. <laughs> I don't know. Those aren't the words. <laughs> no. All right, you know what we got to do. Oh no. There it is. What are the lyrics to Seals Kiss by a Rose? <laughs> kiss from a rose. Oh, you were right. Yeah. Kiss from a rose on the gray. On the gray, oh, what's that, that mean? Makes less sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just because the music video is Batman related, so I thought I, I thought he was in a cemetery at one point, and it was "Kiss from a Rose by a Grave," <laughs> but it's by the gray. Who knows what that means? Seal, <laughs> yeah, Seal, reach sense. out. <laughs> Seal, if you're listening, send yes. us a message. Hey, seal it with a kiss, just like we did that topic. On to topic two. <laughs> Devery will get your second topic and some thoughts on why you're on the fence. Okay. Kids on leashes. <laughs> like how you just drop these. <laughs> All right. So, like, I'm kind of pro and con because, like, I understand why they need to be on leashes, but at the same time, it's kind of like publicly shaming them for being weird. 
not weird, but like eccentric. For being yeah. kids. For being kids. And like, do they deserve that? But at the same time, do I want a kid to run into traffic? No. No. But can't I just like hold his hand? <laughs> and just like put glue on it <laughs> and so he doesn't run away <laughs> well that's for us to debate for you so since I lost the last topic yep. I will be able to choose my side and for kids on leashes I'm going to choose pro alright so Robin you are con let's see you make an argument for kids ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes side. the children I love them <laughs> All right, and here we go. Ah, uh, kids on leashes, never a finer sight I did see than a child on a leash and away from me, kids on leashes. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a great way to keep your child safe, keep them out of traffic, keep them from being the favorite, keep them from being the titular kid in the kidnapping. <laughs> they are with you at all times because you have a strong hold on that leash. Why do we put dogs on leashes? Because they're erratic. They run all over the place. They're going to go sniff stuff, pick up stuff they shouldn't get into. They're going to chew on mud. Same reason for kids. There's no reason not to have a kid on a leash because it's the exact same reason. If this is a, a dog on leash area, this is a kid on leash world. Because there's places for kids to be off leash. That's the backyard. That's the kid park. With, that's all fenced in. <laughs> they can run around with other kids. It's great. There's the schoolyard where you're not around, so you don't have to see them get kidnapped. So it's less hurtful. <laughs> they, they should be on leashes when you're out and about. It saves everyone the trouble and worry. All right. You know what? The, when I see a kid on a leash, the, like the first thing I think, it's not anything about the kid, right? It's not like that's a like bad behaved kid or something like that it's always like oh that is a parent who just doesn't want to put in the effort into like supervising their child so they've just tethered them to themselves with a string it is like the child equivalent of having like those mitts that go through your jacket <laughs> so you don't lose them because you don't want to think about your mittens that's it right you're like oh, I have to take my child with me okay get the bungee rope out so it can run around while I zone out and walk right and I mean like fair enough because I don't enjoy kids either and that's probably what I would do if I'd have them but that's exactly why I don't have kids right because it's just like if you're gonna have kids like hold their hands or carry them or you know pay enough attention to them that they aren't uh you know zoning out and then going over to the quickest flashy thing at uh you know Radio Shack like I did when I was a child <laughs> all right end of opening statements Devery your questions is it like, Robin, I understand where you're coming from, but is it like the stigma of having a kid on a leash that is like the barrier here? Or is it, are we shaming moms for having in, like eccentric kids? Because sometimes like kids be cray and like you can't do anything. <laughs> like you were like, oh, I like literally looked away for one second and they are gone. And or like you go somewhere like the exhibition or something like that. And you're like, I definitely don't want my kids sold into human trafficking. That would be <laughs> terrible. So we should definitely put them on a leash. So if somebody tries to take them away, we'll at least feel like a tug. And then <laughs> we'll, we'll do something about it. I mean, like if your kid is just like total like predator bait and this is happening regularly, then yeah, absolutely. I guess you need to tether them to you my for some reason. Hot. <laughs> my kid is hot. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I feel like, you know, there's 
other solutions. Like, okay, if you have like a dog and you have a dog that pulls on the leash, you'll get like a corrective measure, right? Like you'll get right. like a prong collar or a zappy, but that's just supposed to be while you're training them not to pull anymore. It's not supposed to be a for everything. It's not the solution. And I think that's the same with like, you know, kids on leashes is it's like it's not a solution sure. to keep them from running off or to keep them from disobeying you and not paying attention. It's like you got to like actually address that problem so it quits happening and you no longer need the leash. Now, okay, let me let me counter that. So the difference between like a dog and kids is kids are someone you are legally responsible for. If something happens to that kid, you're in a whole world of problems. So you are just making this binding agreement between you and the child that you're going to stay together. Binding in uh, that it's a leash. <laughs> you are making sure that this thing, that if it gets lost or stolen or hurts someone or hurts itself, you are then responsible for. And they cannot be trusted because they are children and they don't know any better. So while you're out with them, you put them on a leash to be like, hey, we're in this together. And just because I don't trust you, I'm putting you on a five foot leash so you can't get lost in the store because we all have stories about either us as children or people we know that when they were younger disappearing at stores in the blink of an eye. <laughs> and this is to prevent such stress. I think I would rather be lost at a store, though, than have the public shame of wearing a leash. Do kids understand shame though? They would if uh, they did. If they did, <laughs> they wouldn't be such li- <laughs> if they did, they wouldn't be such little shits. <laughs> That's very true. But like I think there I think deep down there is some shame. And like they're like, I'm on a leash. I am equivalent to a dog. Like I, that's that's all that's all there is. Dogs are great. People love dogs. Everyone loves People dogs. Love That's dogs. That. <laughs> no, I love dogs. And I, if somebody was like, hey, lady, you're a dog, I'd be like, wow, amazing. I love dogs. <laughs> but I don't think every single person would think that. I think if a kid was like, they literally think I'm a dog, I'm going to eat on the ground and sleep on the concrete floor. I also think that they're going to compare themselves to other children. So if they're leashed and no other children are, they're going to be like, why can't I be a free range child? <laughs> like those other children frolicking in the grass. See, it's, why am I a tethered child? <laughs> it's context. The kid will then think they're more important because their car- parents actually care enough about them to keep them around. If they, <laughs> if they weren't they on leash, they'd be like, though. oh, I, my parents are just some fair weather parents that they're going to parent me if I'm there and they're going to not care if I'm not around. <laughs> my parent puts me on a leash because they want me around. They love my company and they want to make sure they don't miss, miss a minute of me growing up. Well, you think if they thought that they could just be like, maybe I should stick around. <laughs> like, maybe I should stop <laughs> running away. They for, that's Children, they're forgetful. So you need the leash <laughs> to remind them. Do you have any final questions or or needs from us? Uh, no, I I'm I'm still a little on the fence. <laughs> All right, final statements, Robin. You go first. All right, my final statement against children on leashes is that children are meant to explore and be free range and run around and enjoy themselves and learn the hard way and get hurt sometimes, and that's okay. Uh, maybe there is like appropriate places for children on leashes where there's the potential of like lots of predators being around. I mean, <laughs> like the forest or the jungle. Uh, well, uh, you know, when I lived in New York City, uh, me and my roommate interviewed another roommate for a place and she like had a little chihuahua that she just let uh, walk around New York City with her like off a leash. And like that was the most insane thing I could ever imagine <laughs> in my life because it's like at any moment someone could just like come and pick it's up this five it. pound dog and walk off with it. Like that's insanity. 
And it's like, there's probably places in the world that feel like that, but with kids, right? Fair. Um, <laughs> but I feel like most of the time, it's just like, you know, if you're paying attention to your kid, things will be fine. And if you fail to pay attention for a second, then they're just, what, going to hide in the clothing rack at the Target for a little while? It's like, they're, it's, they'll, they'll be fine. No. <laughs> hundreds of children every day not on leashes get into trouble that they shouldn't be getting into that they wouldn't get into with a leash this saves the world the the parents this is not about the economy it's about the people <laughs> this oh, saves this saves the people hardship worry pain and suffering just by putting a light little leash on their child you can have one of those extendo ones give them a little extra space to run around if you're if you're feeling fun um, then you pull them right back when you have to go near the roads because it can't be trusted. And then also, hey, nowadays you don't want kids running up to strangers. So what's the best way? You get them a leash. You get them, keep them away from strangers. You go, ah, six feet, just like our leash. <laughs> 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 and that is perfect. It's a way to control these little children and also a great analogy for the future when they're always going to be tethered to something, whether it's work or debt oh, or something. No. <laughs> or like a what cell phone. Yeah. Or the cell phone. There you go, Devry. You're on the same page as me. We're on the same side here. And so with that, we'll call that the end of the debate. Devry will get your feelings and your verdict. I like the idea of an extendable leash because I think that's true. Like I think, like especially now during the pandemic, like we should be able to be like, oh, six feet, because kids really don't understand <clears throat> the concept of six feet. And you're like, this is you you can also just give them like a ruler and be like it's 10 of these and then uh, and that or like a meter stick and just be like you can't touch anything uh, that surrounds this meter stick oh i feel like giving kids meter sticks is dangerous <laughs> yeah that's very true uh, they would use it as a, like a lightsaber immediately absolutely yep. <laughs> um i'm going to eric i'm going to have to go with you on this one though i think yay yeah <laughs> oof. Oof, oof. we swayed you into Legging kids on leashes. I think it's funny. Yeah, it is kind of funny. <laughs> and I don't know. I think it's not the worst thing. You give them time to run around. But if you're like, hey, we have to get through this mall, or hey, we're at a an exhibition with a bunch of rides and like thousands of people around, kids just disappear like that. Yeah. You turn around yeah. for a second and they're gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I was trying not to get like too parent shamey, but like, you know, it's hard not to with my side of the argument, because it's just like, sometimes you're not paying attention. That's just like things happen. Yeah. And then you're like, where's my kid? And then you have to go to like customer service area. I lost my kid. He's really hot. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's, yeah. (laughs) That's like just as embarrassing as being on the leash in the first place as like being lost and then having to go like tell someone that you you're lost now. Absolutely. yeah, being a kid and be like, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if I did that. I feel like I did. I definitely did. Or you have to like tell someone at a store and then they go on the intercom and you're like, I'm lost. <laughs> you're just feel like the biggest idiot. Yes. And they're like, say your parents' name. And you're like, mom. <laughs> and they're like, no. Yes, it's a great point. That is much more embarrassing. <laughs> And way more traumatizing, (laughs) way more traumatizing. (laughs) So true. These poor kids. Yeah, they can't can't win either way. But 
Speaking of can't win, we can't win with a tie score like this. Ooh, so we true. need that third topic from you, Devery. Okay, this is a real. This is a weird one. Um, it's kind of like it's. I think it's something that you guys haven't really done before. But it's like, so you guys have families, right? <laughs> yes. Regrettably, Where yes. Is this going? <laughs> if you got to pick your mom's new fictional boyfriend. Also, if your parents are together, they split up for unknown reasons. Um, <laughs> don't think too much about it. But if you got to pick your mom's new fictional boyfriend, how would you describe him? What does he do? And then I would get to pick the one that I like the best. <laughs> okay, it's a challenge. Nice. Okay, that's fun. I'm down for this. All right. Uh, so, so do we like mom's new boyfriend? <laughs> do we like mom's new fictional boyfriend? We can definitely do that. There's no pro or con. There's not really a pro or con. So, Robin, I don't know what your advantage would be. Okay. <laughs> you okay. can go first. I'll go first. Unless no, you want, I will no, go second. No, you can second. pick who goes first. Yeah. Okay, I will go first. That's a-okay with me. All right, Devery, you ready to hear about these new boyfriends? I'm ready to hear about these new boyfriends. Also, my mom is single. Hashtag shout out. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. That was mine, so I'll describe what I picture the new stepdad that I'm looking for for All my right. mom in one minute, and then you can ask questions after the opening minutes. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ah, you come home and you hear an unfamiliar voice, a masculine <laughs> voice perhaps. Maybe not, but that's okay. But this person is mom's new boyfriend, and their name is Charles, and they are... They are the same age as your mother. They have gone through a lot of experiences too, but they are very, um, what do you call that? Level-headed. <laughs> They're a normal person who's not weird. <laughs> and not only that, they're handsome as hell. <laughs> and they got a speedboat and a cool car, but Ooh. it doesn't let them get to their head. They're very, they're like a quiet, nerdy type. Um, they laugh at all your mom's jokes. They make your mom laugh. They make your mom happier than you've ever seen her before. And even when she sees you, she's happier with this new boyfriend. <laughs> the best person she's ever met. <laughs> and he has glasses for reading and he has glasses for driving because he's near and farsighted. <laughs> but he also wears a nice sweater and he smells like mahogany. Wow. A smell in there. Okay. Ooh. So my mom's new boyfriend. All right. You walk into the house and it's, what do you smell? You smell freshly baked bread because mom's Ooh. got herself a new house husband. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. She's got herself a new house husband. Nice age appropriate. Handsome. Not too handsome. Nice salt and peppery hair. Right. Nice. He's retired. He's well retired though. Right. He's living good on that pension and those retiring save or retirement savings. And he's doing great, you know, so he doesn't need to work and he just helps out around the house. He's doing all the cooking. He's doing all the cleaning. Right. He's well read. He he's up to date with the news. He, he keeps the house on top of everything. And he gives my mom the time to go out and live her life. You know, she loves working. She's going to keep being the boss lady. She's going to go out and have her hobby. She's going to go out drinking with her friends. He's going to hold down the fort. And when she comes home, he's going to laugh at her jokes. Hey. <laughs> End of opening statements <laughs> by stealing one of my lines. Yep. <laughs> All right, Devery, question us about our fictional mom's boyfriends. Okay, Robin, he didn't have a name. So I couldn't really uh, picture him in my mind. Okay, in my mind, I keep calling him Craig. So we're <laughs> just going to call Craig. him Craig. Okay, Craig and Charles. Charles 
is okay, but you're focusing oh. a lot on like what your mom feels around him. And I want to know more about Charles. What does he do for a living? Is he smug? What does he drive? Um, hey, first, I want to say that how your mom feels about Charles is the most important part. <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> so they're one for that. Two, Charles is a, he uh, is, he runs a charity, a non-for-profit he, but he runs it legitimately. There's no shady business here, and he helps children, uh, and he also helps the the people affected by homelessness. And he uh, really cares about his community. He drives a uh, an older Lexus. It is a nicer car, but he he drives that because he likes to treat himself sometimes, just his, but never more than like how he likes to treat your mother. And after his busy days of work, he'll come home and blow her back out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, I like Charles, but, like, there's no money in a nonprofit. I want my mom to be happy. I want her to be in a life of luxury. I want, like, I like that Craig has a pension and he's been working off those benefits and stuff like that. Like, I like that because that means he has, like, he probably has some investments. He probably has a nice house. That's that's what my mom deserves, you know? She like a nonprofit is nice and stuff, but like nice doesn't pay the bills, baby. Charles has investments. <laughs> <laughs> Charles sounds like the guy who ends up being a serial killer at the end of a Hallmark Absolutely. movie. What? No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I run it non for profit and there's totally not bodies in the basement. It's no. no. Whatever, you, Craig. The only Craig I know is the guy who I knew in elementary school, and then he showed up at Staples when I worked there like five years later, and then he applied, and then he left, and then so a manager was like, hey, I found the guy's phone who applied. And I was like, oh, I knew that person. His name is Craig. And he went to elementary school with me, and she opened the flip phone, and it had a swastika on the background. <laughs> <laughs> so Craig is a secret Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> the one oh, Craig you no. knew. Yeah. Oh, God. Tell me about it. The one Craig, your mom knows too. <laughs> My mom can't date a Nazi. <laughs> That's <It's true>. terrible. <laughs> That's wild. You can't just infiltrate my made-up dude and make him a Nazi. That's what, well, you just made my guy a serial killer. <laughs> I didn't make him a serial killer. I said he sounded sus like a serial killer. Well, your Craig sounds suspect like other Craigs that I've known. Hmm, <laughs> Every Craig I've ever met is is terrible. So exactly. Uh, well, I've never met a Charles. Hey. Well, then you haven't lived. <laughs> All right. Any final questions about our, our men here? Like, what are they like? What are they? What What are they passionate about? Like, I, I'm guessing my mom would like a passionate man. I don't know. I'm making that up. But people <laughs> like people like passion. So, like, what are they passionate about? What like grinds their gears? I feel like. You know, I'm looking for someone. It, it's it's my mom. Someone my mom's gonna want to settle down with, right? And mm -hmm. it's like she's 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 older, right? She's done like living fast and living hard. She's just not really about that anymore. So he's mm -hmm. definitely not going to be into those kind of passionate things, right? I right. think he is going to be passionate about uh, animals about like dogs specifically he's going to be a dog lover but he's not one of those dog lovers at the expense of cats he also loves cats and they're nice. going to have a very animal filled household uh perhaps he volunteers at the local animal shelter every once in a while 
Um, so he's going to have a good passion about animals. He's also just going to have a good passion about, you know, doing all of the stuff that he never got a chance to do while he was just, you know, being that, uh, you know, what is it called? To something to the grindstone, whatever it is. Nose to the grind. nose to the grindstone. You know, salary man for his whole life, uh, making those big bucks so that he could retire uh, nice and cozy. And so you know, now he's exploring cooking, and he's exploring baking, and he's exploring some of the more domestic uh, things of life that he kind of missed out on when he was younger. Uh, well, see, oh. Charles is not going to treat you like you're old. He's going to. Live life to the fullest. He's passionate about passion. He's passionate about love and life and living it. Now that they're they're older and freer, they got some money. His investments are working out great. They're going to travel. They're going to experience the world. They're going to do everything they wanted to do when they couldn't, when they're strapped with kids and mortgages and life and stuff. Now they're free to live their life around the world, get away from their annoying kids and just <laughs> be themselves again, be young again. They're, they're, they're doing great. On the road again. Yep, on the road, on a cruise ship that he's going to push her <laughs> off of and collect the life because insurance no money. <laughs> no, you can't. No. And he's a serial killer, so it all makes sense. Yeah. Uh, no, this is not. <laughs> this is not Charles. Not the Charles I know. No, no, no. <laughs> Anyways, end of debate. Uh, <laughs> every which of our new boyfriends would you prefer? Honestly, if Charles is a serial killer, that'll at least bring some excitement to my family's life. <laughs> like, not saying that I want that to happen. I don't. Like, But if she even just had an interaction with him and then he went on to become a serial killer, we could be like, oh, my God. Remember Charles? He could have killed mom, but he didn't. He spared her. Um, or, But I also think about Craig, who has money, and I want my mom to live a luxurious life. But he also, like... The baking and the cooking, like he's a house husband. And I think my mom would appreciate that. But like, she loves to travel, but then she's going to get murdered. But I think that's <laughs> worth it. So I'm going with Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a twist. <laughs> Charles wins. Charles wins. He sounds pretty good. So if you guys <laughs> find anybody for... like that, that maybe minus uh, the serial killer thing. <laughs> Surprise, uh, his know. last name's Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh. <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> and yours was Craig, da, 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 Hitler. <laughs> long, long lost brother. <laughs> oh my Anyways. god! Anyways, he's a domestic house husband with a. Uh, you know, problematic hobby room in the basement. <laughs> yes. Don't <laughs> don't no mind his collection in the basement. Yeah, of World War II. I'm a big fan. Big fan of World War II. Yeah. Big fan. Oh, <laughs> Aren't all dads a big fan of World War II though? That wouldn't be that out of the norm. Yeah, but usually it's not for the German side. <laughs> no, that's very true. <laughs> Unlike Craig. Unlike Craig, that secret Nazi. <laughs> I, I can't get over the secret Nazi, but I can get over being a serial killer. Because maybe he'll spare her. Yeah. Maybe she'll be the one that got maybe, away. Yeah, maybe oh. his things aren't the people that he's in a relationship with. They're just random strangers. Exactly. Fair. But he or like got to, transient people. There you go. He got to know her, so he loves her. So the serial killer does not play into this part. <laughs> exactly. It does not have a part in the relationship. It sounds like the plot of Dexter. Well, there you go. Oh. And people love that show. <laughs> 
And it's coming back. Watch the reboot of Dexter. Oh, God. The continuation. Definitely worth it. I've not seen it and I don't like Dexter. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of people who won, just like Dexter, <laughs> the winner of this lightning round is... Me, Eric. I won with those two out of three. Wowie, wowie. The wilder topics I never heard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Devry, for bringing those topics. No problemo. Thanks any- for having me on. No, of course. Do you have anything to promote? I don't know if your writing is going to be seen anywhere anytime soon. Uh, we're still doing the Be Rude shows. I don't know Ooh. when they're running, but you can follow Be Rude on Facebook. Uh, Regina and we're still running those shows and it's half sketch half stand-up comedy and this may be my stand-up comedy debut <gasps> I know awesome exciting yeah. yes if you're in the Regina area go check out the Be Rude shows they're always a good time speaking of good times they always have to come to an end <laughs> and that is the end of this episode thank you Robin for those debates and thank you, Eric. And thank you, listeners, for checking in to another episode of Do We Like? Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You can hear more Do We Like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us out, please leave a rating and review. For updates, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Do We Like Podcast, or check out our website at DoWeLike.com. The show is hosted and produced by Eric Canius and Robin Lands. Do We Like is brought to you by Beamed Media, a Canadian podcast network.